and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. Here we are. Easter is just a few days away. I'm ready to talk some Disney, as always. Before we go any further, got to plug all the socials here. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and even YouTube uh, if you want I don't post as much to there, but hey, why not give it a follow? But Instagram and TikTok, those are the big two. You can follow me on Instagram where uh, my DMs are always open. If you want to stop by, you know, say what's up. Tell me you like the show. Tell me you hate the show. If you have ideas or suggestions for the show, uh, feel free to hit me up there. Or if you just find something cool, you know, a reel, a TikTok, uh, Disney-related or not, feel free and send it my way. You know, I, I say that every week and it's true. Like I love talking to you guys and, uh, you know, I take your suggestions seriously. So like, you know, we, I've had some episodes in the past, you know, pretty recently suggested by you guys. And we have another one today. Uh, today's episode is all from a, uh, a listener, a follower, a friend on Instagram, Carter Ivy. Um, they sent me the, uh, the idea for today's show so feel free and stop by like i said and if you guys if, if it's cool if it's something i think i can do an episode out of i'll uh, i'll definitely do it last week we talked about disney's espn wide world of sports complex uh, i was a little worried about doing that episode because um yeah it, it's mostly based on sports and sports and disney in general like the relationship that they've had but it's something um, you know I'm, I'm a big sports guy uh, I love sports. I love Disney. It's like two of my biggest passions, uh, the two the two things I love most. And yeah, if, I figured you know what it's yeah it's a niche group you know sports fans Disney, but I feel like it's a it's a good listen whether you're a sports fan or not because if you're a Disney person, if you're a Disney fan, you go to Disney World, you know maybe you've never been to the Wide World of Sports Complex, and that uh, to me that's an issue, you know Disney. You know, they, they want to be like this all-inclusive resort with so many options and different things for families and people to do. Yet here's this giant complex that, you know, I would like to see a percentage of how many people who visit Disney actually stop by the wide world of sports complex. Because I guarantee it's not high. Not anymore, at least. I, like like I said, I'm the biggest sports fan around. I haven't been there since probably, I, I don't know, 2013 or 14. And that was for an Atlanta Braves spring training game. If it wasn't for that, I hadn't been there in <laughs> probably since like the mid 2000s because there's no reason to go there unless you're playing in a tournament or you have a child that's playing in a tournament there. So the the episode was all about yes, sports and Disney, but also how could Disney improve that complex? What can they do to draw in casual fans, to draw in Disney people to say, "Hey, you know, let's take a half day, let's take a few hours, and let's go stop by and see what they have. Let's go eat at their restaurant, let's do some shopping, let's, you know, you know, do whatever. Like in, in the episode, I give five ways that they could improve, you know, the wide world sports complex, you know, whether it's adding a hotel or adding miniature golf courses, you know, stuff like that. So I feel like it's an interesting listen. Uh, feel free to check it out. It's available everywhere. But let's move on to this week. This week's episode, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I was on Instagram. I got a message from uh, a, a listener, uh, one of my friends on Instagram, Carter Ivy. Uh, they sent me a message saying like, hey, you know, I have an idea for an episode. Top Disney World lands slash like park areas, like the Disneyland's. Like I knew what they meant. Um, and I, uh, right away I was like, yes, boom. Wrote it down in my list of things, uh, in my list of, uh, you know, episode ideas on my notes app. Uh, and then when I was going to sit down and record, I was like, which one, 
you know, should I do? It's like, hey, you know what? They went out of their way to send me a message saying they had, you know, a suggestion for the show. I know we've, um, you know, been friends on Instagram for a while. Uh, they listen, they, you know, like my posts, comment, all that stuff. Uh, so I just want to say thank you to Carter Ivy. Thank you for the suggestion. Thank you for being a listener and a follower uh, on Instagram. So it's like, hey, let's do your suggestion. Let's talk Disney World Park areas, Disney World lands, if you will. It's going to be weird for me when I have to title this episode. So it's like, do I say top 10 Disney World lands? It seems like a little confusing. Or I do top 10 Disney World park areas slash lands. I'm going to have to figure it out. But it's going to be a fun one. I love doing top 10s. And you guys know me. Usually when I, when I do my lists and my rankings, I go, like right away, I'll be like, yeah, you know, they're not in any specific order. But I figured since for this one, you know, there's a, a limited number of lands to choose from, I'm actually going to rank them in order from worst to best. My least favorite, or not my least favorite, but my top 10 favorite park land. So my number one is going to be my number one. I wrote down like 12 of them. I had like my first four were super easy, uh, but then creating the rest of the list was pretty tough. So thank you, Carter Ivy. And then perfect example. And you guys have any ideas, suggestions for the show? feel free to uh, shoot me a message on Instagram and we could be talking about it pretty soon. So, all right, that's enough of this intro. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. All right, so for my top 10 list now, I will say uh, when it comes to Epcot, um, I just, I split Epcot into its traditional layout, the two lands, uh, World Showcase and Future World. I know with the current construction and you know all the updates and stuff at Epcot now, uh, that's gonna be changing and there's gonna be like, I don't even know, like five or six different lands now, but I just kept it traditional with, with the two lands for there, so. Let's start off our list though with my number 10 pick, top 10 favorite Walt Disney World Park areas. My number 10, my number 10 was tough. Um, like I said, I wrote down 12 and I was kind of ranking them and sorting them out. And when it got to number 10, I feel like my number 10 could be switched with either two of my honorable mentions. But my number 10, I went with Frontierland. I've always liked Frontierland. There was always something about it. You know, maybe it's, you know, being a kid, being a boy, growing up, you know, cowboys, westerns, you know, Frontierland has, has that vibe. So I've always loved, you know, walking through Frontierland, walking around there, visiting it, seeing the, you know, the shops and the food and the, the attractions. Um, and I will say too, growing up, up until now, you know, Frontierland had two of the best rides in all of Walt Disney World, Splash Mountain and Frontier and uh, Thunder Mountain, I'm sorry. And with Splash Mountain changing, you know, I, I know it's going to be like the same type of ride in Princess and the Frog, and I'm sure it's going to be a fun ride. But I, th I think it takes away from Frontierland, though. That's why I wasn't sure if I should put this on my list and put it at number 10 or keep it an honorable mention. Um, but since I haven't really experienced it 
without Splash Mountain yet, I decided to keep it in there. You know, when Princess and the Frog opens, I think it is going to take away a little bit from the Frontierland vibes. You know, it's not a, it's not, it's not a ride or anything based like in the Old West. You know, it's based in New Orleans, right? Like, I don't know how that's going to really fit, especially right there next to Thunder Mountain. Um, so that's the only thing that I think that would probably take it off of my list is because now, you know, it'll just be Thunder Mountain and the Country Bear Jamboree and just like that area. Um, I don't think it's going to be as, I don't know. I just, I just don't think it's going to be the same. I, I just, you know, Frontierland, like I've walked that strip so many times. I'm sure you guys have as well. You know, we would enter the Magic Kingdom and kind of cut through Liberty Square by Haunted Mansion. And then you take a left and you go straight into Frontierland. And just walking through those, you, know, you got the shops on one side. You know, the right side is like that little uh, water area with Tom Sawyer's Island. There's like food carts. And you just hear the music, that Frontier music. Um, you know, like I said, with the little shops, you can see Splash and Thunder Mountain in the background. There's the Country Bear Jamboree. There's Pecos Bill. Everything about it just reminds me of good times, good memories at the Magic Kingdom. All those vacations with my family, like running to Splash Mountain and Thunder Mountain and, you know, riding those as many times as we could. Going to Pecos Bill for a burger before they changed the menu. Like my grandpa loved eating at Pecos Bill. Um, you know, the Country Bear Jamboree is a classic. There's that shooting arcade, which has been there probably since the 70s. Um, I remember too, just, you know, walking through those stores. I remember one year we all got these like custom leather bracelets, uh, in Frontierland, like with our names on it. And like, it was like a leather bracelet that they engraved your name in. And then you got like a character, like almost like button to go on it. And I got, you know, a black one that said Kevin, uh, with a Donald Duck kind of like button, uh, on it. And I, I had that forever. I, I'm sure I still have it in a drawer somewhere, but Frontierland is my number 10. Um, you know, if I, if I redo this list in a year, two years, whenever, I think that might change uh, and it might end up being an honorable mention. But just for all the memories, for the attractions, Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, all those years, Frontierland is going to be my number 10 pick. Let's move on to my number nine pick. For my number nine pick, I'm going to go with staying at the Magic Kingdom, Adventureland. Adventureland at the Magic Kingdom. Again, I think it's one of those, it's it's a classic. You have to have it on the list. Um, you know, at number nine, I honestly, I had this one anywhere between like seven through 10, you know, I was trying to make up my list and Adventureland kind of like Frontierland. I don't know. It just the nostalgia, the feels just walking through there, like brings back a rush of memories from when I was a kid all the way up until, you know, I was an adult because similar to Frontierland, Adventureland really hasn't changed that much since I was a kid. That's like part of the things of Disney I love is like there's certain parts of Disney where you can walk through it and it, it still kind of seems newer and it seems fresh, yet it's the same as it was when you were 10 years old, when you were 18 years old, and when you're 30 years old. That's kind of like Adventureland for me. You know, Frontierland was the same way, but with Adventureland, you know, you walk in, um, we would always go the same way. We walk in through the Magic Kingdom, you know, down Main Street there to hang a left, and you kind of go over that bridge. And there's like the Adventureland sign. And another weird thing, there's so on that wooden bridge, there's like these like logs on the top, like just like the design of the infrastructure of the bridge. And my dad would always reach up and touch the log. Like where he's he's as tall as me. 
Um, so he was always able to. When I was a kid, I couldn't reach it. As I got older, I would run and jump and try to touch it. And he was always, he would always touch it. Just I don't know if it was just out of habit. You know, that's kind of how we are. We're kind of creatures of habit. Like, I don't know if you would do it for good luck or just kind of just, just one of those things. You would always touch it. And now that I've gotten older, I do the same thing. And that's just one of those random little things, you know, that reminds me of being a kid trying to run and jump and touch that log because he would. And now here I am, you know, as an adult being able to do it myself. So we'd touch that log, you know, cross over into Adventureland. The first thing you do, you hear that music. That Adventureland music is classic. Um, you know, even they have a decent amount of, uh, of attractions there too. You know, Pirates of the Caribbean at one end, um, you know, you have the Tiki Room, you have the Jungle Cruise, you have uh, the Swiss Family Treehouse, you have the Magic Carpets of Aladdin. But really the main two, I feel like, are um, Pirates of the Caribbean and the Jungle Cruise. Like, those are the two that make up Adventureland to me. Unfortunately, um, the Swiss Family Treehouse, I feel like it just needs to go, it needs to be changed. You know, the Tiki Room Classic, I, you know, I may not go on it every trip. But I do appreciate it. I, I appreciate the nostalgia and the the, the creativity and imag imagineering that went went into it when it opened. You know, the, the Jungle Cruise, probably even more than Pirates, is what kind of just makes me, you know, gives me the feels about Adventureland. Because when you're around the Jungle Cruise attraction, that the music and the vibes around there is what just brings back a rush of memories. Like there's like these, I don't know what they are. They're not like tiki they're like almost like totem poles out front and i think they like spray water maybe but there's like these like drum like this like drum music and my family we have this iconic picture of me and my sister and my cousins in front of like these totem poles uh that we actually were able to reenact uh years later with the help of photoshop but like, that whole area just the vibes know the attractions like everything about it I've, I've just loved Adventureland you can get a Dole Whip over there um now I will say the one drawback is probably the magic carpets of Aladdin because they just kind of they just threw that in there I mean let's be honest there they had a little bit of room for uh for a basic attraction they threw Aladdin in there with no theming you know it, it's kind of a waste I wish they would you know it, in a perfect world I think they should have uh, rethemed the Swiss Family Treehouse, maybe like tore it down and maybe put in some sort of Aladdin, like magic carpets of Aladdin attraction there, maybe a dark ride, something like that. Uh, but instead, we got our simple Dumbo style ride there. But other than that, you know, Adventureland I've always liked. Um, I love the music, love the vibes, you know, everything you know, I mentioned from my childhood. It's one of those you can walk through when you were a kid, and it's pretty much the same now, and you know, not necessarily in a bad way. Uh, and of course, Pirates of the Caribbean, one of my favorite attractions. You know, love that area. Uh, you know, when you get over there, you you start to hear like the pirates' music and um, that whole area with uh, the pirates' attraction and the you know it's in like an old pirate like fortress and you know just everything about it. So my number nine pick, Adventureland. All right, now let's move on to my number eight pick. My number eighth ranked uh, Disney World area. I'm gonna go with. Toy Story Land at uh, Hollywood Studios. Again, this is one like my numbers like seven through twelve. I was I spent you know a good amount of time writing down my list and then rewriting it, scratching them out because I could I just couldn't decide. You know, Toy Story Land is a newer one. You know, I mentioned 
Frontierland and Adventureland classic ones at the Magic Kingdom that have pretty much been there since it opened. You know, they've been there my entire life. Whereas Toy Story Land is a new one. You know, Hollywood Studios has gone through a lot of changes throughout the years. And I will say that Toy Story Land, I feel like, is one of the more positive changes. You know, if the park was going to change, you know, I wish they would have kind of kept it the same. But since it was changing, you know, they sort of added more and more Pixar stuff and Toy Story. And they, they you know, it started with Toy Story Mania. And uh, they decided to add on to that, you know, and add a couple more attractions and make it a its own little Toy Story Land. And I think they did a really good job for it. You know, Toy Story is, I think, my favorite animated Disney movie. Uh, Toy Story 1 is my all-time favorite. You know, the sequels, I think, have been good. You know, maybe they're not my favorite, but I was also watching the sequels as mostly an adult, so it's a little different. But the original Toy Story I've always loved. And I think they did a really good job with that area. Um, you know, when, when I was making this list, I tried to rank them based on certain criteria attractions, restaurants, shops, theming, and vibes. I think that was like my five things it had to meet. And, you know, for this one, based on attractions alone with Toy Story Mania and Slinky Dog Dash, like two top tier attractions that, you know, make that area, you know, worth seeing and worth visiting. It was a big deal when it opened too. I remember just walking through. It's one of those things like it it just kind of reminds you of being a kid. Although, you know, when it opened, I think I was like 30 years old. Like, you walk in and you just see, you know, the, the giant toys and the toy theming. And, like, they got, like, the, the barrel of monkeys and the army men and, like, the all the board game stuff. And, you know, you just kind of see it and the, the way it's it's themed. Like, it, it's really cool. They did a really good job with it. It's one of those um, you enjoy seeing during the day. But also at night, like, when it's all lit up, it looks really cool. Um you know, Toy Story Mania is a really fun attraction. Everything you know about that ride is great. You know, it's interactive, it's competitive, it's fun. You know, walking through the queue, same type of thing. They have all like the old school games and stuff on the inside. It's it's a, it's a really great attraction. And, you know, Slinky Dog Dash is a newer addition, but I think it's a really fun ride. It's you know, it's not as thrilling maybe as Thunder Mountain and Space Mountain, but it's pretty close. You know, it's it's kind of for people of all ages. Um, it's a fun ride. I love the theming. You know, my family, we all, we, it's one of those, we can all go on and have a great time. You know, like, and then in the back there, they added the, uh, alien swirling saucers, which, you know, your basic kind of standard teacup ride. But again, theming is great. You know, they incorporated Toy Story. It's cool. The aliens, everyone loves them. You know, they're, they're famous from the movies. So Toy Story Land, I think they did a good job with the restaurants, the quick service, uh, overall, I think it's a pretty solid area. So my number eight pick, Toy Story Land. All right, let's move on now to my number seven pick. This has been so tough to do, uh, to rank them and actually put them in a somewhat of an order. But for my number seven pick, I'm going to go with Fantasyland. Fantasyland is great. Um, you know, here at number seven, you can make an argument it should be lower, should be higher. You know, there's plenty of attractions and things to do with shops and, and stuff like that. But for me, you know, number seven, I don't have as much of a, I don't know, nostalgic attachment to it as some of the other lands, if that makes sense. Like, there's there's a lot to do in the land, and it's great that, you know, they have Small World and Peter Pan. Um, you got the, the Carousel, you have Mickey's Philhar Magic, you have Winnie the Pooh, um, plenty of places to eat. Uh, you know, with the, the addi- recent additions that they added on, you have, um, 
the Little Mermaid attraction. You have the Seven Dwarves Mine Train. So much to do. Got Gaston's Tavern, Friars, uh, the Friars Nook. Like, so much to do. Um, but for me, at number seven, I think it's that's where it's got to go. Because, like I said, I don't have, like, the attachment to it as I do as some of the other different park areas and different lands. You know, Fantasyland, to me, was, like, something that was just kind of always there. You know, we did. I didn't love going on Small World even as a kid or Winnie the Pooh. You know, all the attractions there were just kind of, I don't know. They were never like my favorite ones. You know, if I, especially now, you know, with the Seven Dwarves train, you know, if they would have had that when I was, you know, a kid, you know, maybe it would be a little different. But Fantasyland, you know, I, I've always liked it. I think it's, it's one of those things like classic Fantasyland, like in the 90s, um, I always feel I, I feel like it was like definitely like Disney like postcard worthy. Like if you were going to advertise Walt Disney World in the nineties, I think you take a picture of Fantasyland. You can see the castle in the back, you know, classic Fantasyland with the um the original Skyways with Small World with Peter Pan right there. Um I think that was always a, a, a fun classic look, you know, and then they updated it. They added um the the tangled bathrooms, which is still kind of weird to me. That they only gave her bathrooms, uh, but then you have be our guests and the 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 restaurant over there, the Little Mermaid ride and Gaston's Tavern. So they've really done a great job in updating it and you know keeping it fresh and and they it still has that classic look with you know the new added attractions and restaurants and stuff. But for me at number seven, I think Fantasyland you know is a solid choice. <laughs> like and like I said with most of these. You can put them pretty much anywhere on the on the list. It, it's just hard to rank. But for nostalgia and personal reasons only, uh, Fantasyland is going to be my number seven pick. All right, moving along now, my number six pick. Again, this is tough. Oh, okay. For my number six pick, I'm going to go with Pandora. And I hope I don't get ribbed too hard for this one, but Pandora is going to be my number six pick. You know, it's great. The Pandora is one of the best themed lands of all of Disney. I'm not going to argue against that. Um, but I have, using my criteria, um, you know, the, the vibes, attractions, things to do, you know, stuff like that. I think because Pandora is so new, I think that's why it's at number six and maybe not a little lower on my list. But, but Pandora is great. They did a great job. You know, Pandora single-handedly turned Animal Kingdom from a half-day park to a full-day park. Um, you know, with the addition of Flight of Passage, you know, it's a must-do attraction at Walt Disney World now. You know, in Pandora, like, when we first went, like, you walk up and you can kind of see, like, the floating mountains from the parking lot, and you're like, whoa, like, this is, this is something else. Like, this is different. Like, Disney really went all out with this one. And then you, you know, you walk in, you know, and you instantly are transported into Pandora, which is amazing. Like, that's what you want in a Disney World area. You don't know where you're at. You don't, you're not, you're not in Orlando anymore. You're, you're in Pandora. And we were so kind of turned around and lost, but not necessarily in a bad way. It's because you're like, it's so in depth, like you're there. And it's one of those areas that you kind of have to go see it during the day and at night. Like, you have to see it both because it's different during the day than it is at night when you're there at night it's it is a great place to be i love the feeling of being in pandora at night you know you got 
all like the the ambiance and the vibrant colors and the mountains and the waterfalls and all that stuff like it's great you know flight of passage is a top tier attraction you know navi river journey you know honestly it, it we usually kind of skip it now it's not unless there's like no weights i really don't have um you know a need to ride it and you know part of the reason i i have to say part of the reason why it's maybe not lower on my list is that i i wasn't a the biggest fan of the avatar movie you know when when it came out the, the hype was so high that when i finally saw it i was just kind of like oh yeah you know it's good but greatest movie ever made uh, i think we should calm down there um so you know i'm not that crazy about it but I, the land is great the the attractions you know the the quick service food i've had is really cool it's it's fun it's unique and it tastes good um, there's like that blossom, like frozen drink that's very refreshing. And it's just cool to walk around. It's cool to see, um, you know, maybe again, if I do this list in the future, maybe it would be lower. But for me at number six, I think Pandora uh, is a good spot. All right, we've made it into my top five now. Um, like I said, when I first started my list, like the first four were super easy. It was just kind of getting them into order. Um, and then, but for my number five pick, this is one that I made pretty recently based on just the moment and nostalgia and vibes. My number five pick is Sunset Boulevard at Hollywood Studios. This one, maybe it's just me, you know, maybe it's biased, but underrated park area, underrated land. And I have to say, I think the main reason, okay, well, first, you know, Sunset Boulevard, you have to include Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster two great attractions, two classic attractions that have been, you know, at Hollywood Studios for most of my life. But I will say during my recent trip, the last time I was there, you know, me and my wife, we had just gotten engaged. Um, and we got engaged to Magic Kingdom. I think the next day we, we took the day off. And then like the following day when we went back to the parks, we went to Hollywood Studios at night. Um, and we got there like right around sunset, which is perfect, you know, Sunset Boulevard. And we took this picture on Sunset Boulevard with Tower of Terror in the background. It's it's my all-time favorite picture of us. It's my favorite one. Um, we have a picture of it like on our on our TV stand. It's it's my absolute favorite. Just everything about it. Like I'll never forget that moment. Like we had just gotten engaged. You know, everything is perfect. Every everybody's happy. We're in Disney. Just a great feeling. Um, and that's probably why it's at my number five is for that moment and you know also too i gotta say you know i've always loved rock and roller coaster always loved tower of terror i love that area the classic like 50s hollywood music in the background is like chef's kiss like just adds like that amazing touch to it um there's plenty of like quick service places to get snacks there's you know shops to walk around in um you know, hopefully I'm not alone in this. Sunset Boulevard, I feel like, doesn't get a lot of love, doesn't get talked about a lot uh, in regards to different park areas and park lands and stuff like that. But for me, my number five pick, Sunset Boulevard. All right, my number four pick now. We're at Epcot. My number four pick, Future World. Now, as I mentioned before I started my list here, I'm, I split Epcot into its classic lands of World Showcase and Future World. So, in the future, if I redo this list, it's going to be a little different. But for me now, Future World, top four for sure. I've always loved it. The music alone, 
I think it has to has to put this one into the top four. You could probably make an argument into top three. Um, my favorite Disney park music is the Epcot Future World music and like the entrance music and you know the innovations music over there, the music by Journey into Imagination. You know, and Future World is one of those. Again, it's got that classic feel. It has attractions. There's things to do, places to eat, places to shop, Spaceship Earth, Test Track. Um, like I mentioned, Journey into Imagination. All of that stuff is included. And, you know, I think that's why it's going to be changing. Because when you kind of think of Epcot now, you know, you have like the seas with Nemo. You have the land pavilion with living with the land and Soren. You know, maybe it doesn't necessarily fit into Future World. Um, but, yeah, I, I love Future World. You know, especially classic Epcot and classic Future World with Spaceship Earth. With all like the high tech stuff at the exit of Spaceship Earth. You had like the fountains with the, the fountain show with the music. You have Test Track, um, Innovations, Mouse Gears. I've just always loved that area. Um, you can take the monorail through there. And it, it's perfect. It's great. Um, you know, Electric Umbrella. And I, as, I'm, as I'm naming all these things, I'm realizing like half the things I just named are going to be different very soon. Uh, so this list may be different in the near future. But classic, classic Epcot will always have a special place in my heart. So Future World is my number four pick top three here we go my number three pick we might as well stay here at epcot is world showcase world showcase is one of those when i was a kid i don't think i cared about it at all but as i got older this like this is the one i always describe to people that i have a different appreciation for disney now than i did when i was a kid like i always loved it don't get me wrong but when i was a kid it was like oh i'm just gonna go there and ride rides and have fun and, you know, didn't care really that much about Epcot, didn't really care for World Showcase. But as I got older, it's like, whoa, this is this is actually pretty cool. Like, you know, each different pavilion is, is themed after a, a different country with, you know, actual like merchandise and food and stuff from that country. Like, it's so cool and interesting to me, you know, that you can you can walk through these different lands and these different countries and try different foods and try different drinks. And that's what I love about it now. You know, especially during the food and wine festival at Epcot, like that, Epcot with food and wine is so much fun. Like we made, we made an effort to get there as many times as we could. And I just love walking through World Showcase with my wife, and you know, stopping at each country and trying a different drink and trying a different you know plate of food, and you know, ranking them and rating them and seeing which ones we like, which ones we don't like. That was so much fun to me. Um, and I think that's what makes World Showcase special is that it's so unique and it's, it's got a little bit of everything now. You know, it, it has a couple attractions worth doing, you know, Grand Fiesta Tour and, and Frozen Ever After, like the main two. But mostly for me, it's just, you know, walking through the shops and trying different foods and drinks. So that's, that's World Showcase to me now. Um, it's definitely worth doing whether you're a first timer at Disney or you, you go every year. So my number three pick world showcase all right we've made it to the top two now my number two pick is at the magic kingdom my number two pick is main street usa the first thing that you see when you walk into the park when you walk into the magic kingdom main street usa it's iconic it's classic there you you cannot not love main street usa it's everything you know that you want in a theme park you walk in and Right away, it's there. You have all the shops on either side. 
you see the castle in the background and although you know there's not rides and attractions and stuff you don't it doesn't need it it doesn't need it it has so much to see and do and just the vibes and the feels you know when you walk down main street i've actually i've had this conversation with a buddy of mine uh you know we've talked about you know disney and feels and stuff and we, we've talked about how like main street you can just kind of sit down and just sit there for hours and just be entertained and just people watch and soak in the ambiance and the sights and the sounds and there's you know maybe different like trolleys going down the tracks and you know different street performers and just you walk through all the stores and you know they have the confectionery there's the bakery um you know the 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 emporium i believe is is the main stores there and that's like where you get a lot of amazing souvenirs you know it's like one giant store and you have casey's corner you have the ice cream parlor so much to do uh on main street usa and the castle it's just picturesque like it's perfect um everything about it again from when i was a kid till now like you walk in and now you know the first thing we do is everyone pulls out their phone and takes a picture you know even though we've seen that same view a thousand times it's just kind of what you do and i could just walk down main street and forget all about everything at home with work and stress and you know everything like that and you're there you've made it you're at disney you're in this bubble everyone's happy you're on Main Street USA, there's, you know, cast members holding balloons, and there's ice cream, and there's the bakery, and it smells like chocolate, like, it's amazing. So, for me, my number two pick, an easy choice, Main Street USA. All right, well, we've made it to my number one. Before we do my number one, I'll do my honorable mentions really quick here. My honorable mentions were Dinoland USA and Asia, both at Animal Kingdom, you know, both I considered having at my, you know, between numbers 9, 10. Uh, you know, Dinoland, I've always loved. It's, that's one of those things that's probably going to change. You know, with Dinosaur, the rumors of that being changed and some changes coming to Animal Kingdom, I think that could be gone soon. But I've, I've always just kind of liked Dinoland USA. I think it was pr always, you know, pretty unique and cool. Uh, and Asia as well, Animal Kingdom, you know, with Expedition Everest over there. Um, again, it's one of those, like, you can walk through and you forget, like, where you're at. Like, it doesn't feel like you're at a theme park in Orlando anymore. And, you know, Expedition Everest is a great attraction. And just seeing that mountain from far away and, you know, there's different, you know, shops and places to eat. I've always thought it was really cool. Uh, so those are my two honorable mentions I had. I had written down and just didn't make the cut. But let's get on to my number one pick. If you guys know me... If you've listened to my podcast, if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, this one it will be of no surprise to you. My number one pick, of course, is Tomorrowland. I love Tomorrowland. If I could live there, I would. To me, it is perfection. Like Tomorrowland is what a Disney park area should be. The the vibes, the theming, the music, the ambiance, the attractions everything about it and i i've talked about it probably more than anything that i've ever talked about on this podcast tomorrowland at night in the summer like that is like that is my heaven like i could close my eyes and picture that you know right now when i was a kid we'd go to disney you know especially back then you know magic kingdom sometimes would be open until two or three o'clock in the morning you know i'm a kid there with my cousins it's late at night 
we're in Tomorrowland, we're riding Space Mountain, the People Mover. There's just something about that area with the music at night with like the neon colors. It There's nothing more soothing and relaxing to me than thinking about that with the warm air. You know, it's a, it's a warm summer night in July. There's like a nice breeze over there. Space Mountain, the People Mover, the sounds of the People Mover, the sounds of the, the Speedway, you know, the, the classic Tomorrowland music is absolute perfection to me. You know, if you want to talk about attractions, they have Space Mountain, they have the People Mover, they have the Speedway, they have Carousel of Progress, they have Buzz Lightyear, you got Monsters, Inc., you had the Stitch, Great Escape. So much to do just in that one little area. Um, you know, there's, we love going into the uh, the ice cream uh, shop over there. Was it uh, Anti-Gravities, I believe it is called? And uh, my wife made sure that I, I have to mention that we get uh, root beer floats there. Um, we love getting them over there. We also got like this one time, it was like this one like ice cream. It was um, like themed after like Monsters, Inc. with the sock on the one monster's back. Like it was so good. They have so much to get there. You know, Cosmic Rays is right there too. You could grab a burger, something to eat there. You know, Tomorrowland is just perfect. I could do an entire podcast episode uh, on Tomorrowland probably. And, you know, like riding the People Mover, I could ride that all day and night as well. And just so much to do there. And you know, It wouldn't shock me if they started to do some changes there. You know, there's been obviously a lot of rumors about Stitch's Great Escape. Um, going away and hopefully they replace it with something that's kind of, you know, worth, worth doing a little bit more than the, the stitch attraction, but love that area, everything about it. And especially like going there, uh, during the summer at night, like Tomorrowland will always hit different. So that's my number one. That was the easiest pick of the night. Uh, if you know me, if you listened, uh, then you're definitely not surprised. But that pretty much wraps up my list. You know, I had my two honorable mentions. You know, I, I listed all the uh, park areas that I could. Um, there's really no bad ones. You know, when it comes to Disney, it's just trying to rank like your favorite ones. It's pretty difficult when you actually sit down and try to do it. So again, thank you to Carter Ivy for the recommendation, the suggestion for this uh, for this episode. I had a lot of fun doing it. And if you guys have any ideas, any suggestions for the show, whether it's, you know, top 10 lists or rankings or just, you know, subjects, uh, feel free to let me know. Shoot me a message on Instagram. Uh, if you're not following me on there, uh, go ahead and check it out. Also, TikTok and YouTube. And if you can, wherever you're listening to this, hit that subscribe button. Leave me a rating and a review. And if you write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. That's pretty much all I got for this week's episode. We'll see what we got for next week. I have a few ideas on what I want to do. It's pretty funny. We, um, not related to this podcast, but me and my wife have been like binge watching, uh, like all the Disney Channel original movies on Disney Plus. And like some of them, like, still hold up. Like, we've watched the 13th year. Uh, we watched Double Team, we've watched The Luck of the Irish, and it's, just, it's so much fun to kind of go back and watch these Disney Channel movies. Um, you know, some of them obviously are cheesier than others, but that's just kind of how it was back in the day. So we watched Double Team tonight, that was the uh, movie of choice, which is a lot of fun, and kind of kind of like to go through and kind of watch all of them and see which ones still kind of hold up. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. 
Um, I appreciate it as always. Have a good Easter. Enjoy your weekend. If you get time off from work, enjoy it. Uh, if you're working and you know you want to throw this podcast on, hopefully I was able to help you get through your workday. But that's all I got. Until next time, guys, always remember it all started with a mouse. <laughs>